Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. Are you busy but still feel like you're not doing enough? Does it seem like it's all on you to keep things on track? Do you think that being more productive would solve all of these problems? Today, we explore the possibility that our desire for greater productivity may actually be rooted in fear or delusion. Let's talk a little bit about productivity. Uh, as a coach, I talk to a lot of guys who work really hard and they get a lot done, but that said, it could seem like no matter what they do, it's never really enough. Again and again, they find themselves feeling stuck or drained or overwhelmed by their current situation. And again and again, many of them believe they, they feel this way because they're not productive enough. So do a search and you're gonna see that there's no shortage of productivity-related books in courses and information out there. Many of us are convinced that if we could just be more productive, then our experience of work would be a lot more effective. We'd, be, we'd, we'd enjoy the work that we do a lot more. But I'm not convinced we have a productivity problem. I believe we have a proving problem. Here's what I mean. Let's imagine I'm coaching a C-level executive and he has a laundry list of challenges he's facing in his company. On the outside, he seems cool. He seems calm. He seems like he's got it all together. But on the inside, something else is happening altogether. He's grinding. He'd say something like, I've got to take care of these reports by Friday, and then I have to prepare a presentation to the board the following week. But in the meantime, my team just isn't pulling their weight, so it's up to me to get this project across the finish line like yesterday. And on top of that, it seems that one of the other teams are making moves behind my back, and it's just so much. I can't see an end to this crap. When I ask him what he thinks will remedy this situation and put him back into a powerful, peaceful state of mind, he pauses. Uh, I guess I could wake up earlier. I guess I could stay a bit later, but I'm already missing out on time with my family. I understand, I say, and tell me, who is asking you to shoulder all of this stuff? Are, you, are these your actual deliverables? And he pauses again. Well, I guess, well, not really. I mean, I set these deliverables, and to be honest, 
If someone hints at wanting something, I just say yes to it without even thinking, he says. Okay, so if you set these up, does that mean you could redefine what is to be delivered by whom and by when, I ask? He pauses again. He's really chewing on something. I mean, he says, I guess I could, but but what, I ask? I guess I could, but it just seems like I'm admitting defeat. It seems like I'm admitting that I'm a loser. Deep down, I believe I should be able to handle all of this stuff. According to who, I ask? Your boss? No, she's fine. I mean, we don't really talk about these things much. She's always saying I'm doing great, he says. I think it's me, he continues. I think I'm the problem. I have a really hard time doing just enough because that's what slackers do. I feel like if I only do just enough to hit the mark, then I might be vulnerable to criticism or I might make it easier for someone else to take my job. So I say, if you take it all on, if you over-deliver, if you constantly prove that you're valuable, then what? You'll be safe? Is that it? You're going to feel safe? Yeah, I never really thought about it that way, but yeah, he says. And have you ever really sat down with the boss to talk about what's truly expected? Do you have a grounded sense of your performance and position in the company? Or are you living in your own bubble of fear and constant self-criticism, I ask. He says, all of my assessments show that I'm going above and beyond, but it doesn't really land for me. I'm in my own bubble, like you said. I'm constantly whipping myself and beating myself up over things that probably don't even show up on my boss's radar, he says. So I ask, what if you weren't in any real danger? What if instead of wondering when the ax was going to fall, you could learn to challenge that voice of fear in your head? What if instead of doing 30 extra hours of work every week in order to prove your value, you could learn how to say no without being a dick or without putting your job at risk, I ask. So let's pause there. What are we taking away? Many times when we're feeling driven into the ground by our work, it's because we're piling it on ourselves. We've convinced ourselves that there's a big monster under the bed. But instead of grabbing a flashlight to take a look, we instead double down and strive to prove our value or worth in order to feel safe. We believe it's too, quote, dangerous to push back. We fear saying no because we automatically assume that if we ruffle any feathers, then we'll be forced to live on the streets or worse, work for a cable news channel. But there's a tragic flaw to the strategy of proving our worth and our value. It's not sustainable. That's because instead of finding a strong pace, we adapt to the new level of expectations and simply pile on more shit. We rob ourselves of vitality and creative energy, which makes us rigid, grumpy old men. We fill ourselves with toxic resentment, which pushes others away. We withdraw into our bubble of delusion, and that kills trust. In other words, in our efforts to create more safety and certainty, we just end up becoming our biggest liability. So let's talk about what we can do. We can learn three basic steps to quit playing the victim and step into our creative power here. Number one, we got to challenge the monster under the bed. We've got to challenge that voice of fear when it tries to convince us that we're always in, quote, danger or we're always on the verge of disaster. We can ask ourselves, is it really true that the sky will fall if I don't prove to the world that I'm exceptional or deliver X by next week? Is it really true that I'm a loser or that I'm inadequate if I want more time or help? Number two, we got to own what we want. Instead of playing the yes man, let's slow down. Let's ask ourselves, given that this is the situation, 
How do I want to respond? How do I want to address this challenge while also taking care of myself and being the father or the husband or the friend that I really want to be? And number three, we got to have a skillful conversation. It's one thing to act with integrity with ourselves, and it's quite another to walk that talk with others. And most of the time, this is where we fall short simply because we don't want to have uncomfortable conversations. It makes sense. But consider this. These difficult conversations, they're just simply a skill that we can learn to develop. Now, here's the deal. If you're in a situation where one, being honest with yourself, number two, owning what you want in a way that aligns with your deeper values, and number three, you can't act accordingly within your organization, well, that's good data. That tells us that you've got an opportunity to create greater alignment between your values and the work you do in the world. And we'll save that discussion for another time or a coaching session. So the next time you catch yourself feeling trapped or drained or isolated or overwhelmed, I encourage you to slow down. I encourage you to work through these steps several times a day. And here's why. Most of the time, when we get over our need to prove anything to anyone, we automatically feel much lighter. When we engage these tiny yet, quote, dangerous conversations, the world says yes. I've, I've seen this time and time again, that when we clearly speak up for what we want, and I'm talking about doing this without lashing out or being a dick, we get what we want. And even if it doesn't immediately produce rainbows and puppies, the situation is far from the end of the world that our primitive brains want us to believe. This leaves us feeling energized and powerful, and, and we're feeling this way without having to accomplish a mountain of tasks. But don't take my word for it. Try it for yourself. Start small. Pick a tiny little point of frustration and turn it into a doorway. Turn it into an opportunity to expand. Work through the steps that I just mentioned, and instead of believing the story that you're inadequate or powerless, see if you can turn that friction into something that works in your favor. Rinse and repeat. Do this day after day, and you'll see that this is the process that allows greater freedom, aliveness, love, and peace of mind into your day. If you'd like to learn more about having, quote, dangerous conversations and owning what you want without being a dick, check out my book, This Book Will Make You Dangerous. And you can always learn more about coaching with me by visiting triplinear.com. Thanks so much for listening. If these interviews are helping you, please leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you use so that others can discover the show more easily.